the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Walking in the light. And no, that doesn't mean a bright flashlight. We'll talk about it next on Times of Refreshing. We're told in Scripture that we as Christians are to walk in the light. What does that mean? Does that mean that Jesus shines so brightly that there's a visible light and aura that we walk around in? Well, as we'll see today, it's more about taking a look at the wisdom and knowledge that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and having that kind of insight. Won't you join us? This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We'll spend our time predominantly in the book of John today. So join us for a look at Walking in the Light. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's program. I want to talk to you all this morning about walking in the light. You know, there is darkness all around us in this world. Um, The world is becoming dark. People's perspectives are darkened. Uh, People's hearts are darkened. And and we're seeing some of the things that we've seen on television and just uh, not just here in in California, but all over the world. We see things happening that are just uh, detestable. It's sad. Uh, And it's not just affecting the older generation. We see young people being affected. And uh, when kids are coming to schools, like we prayed about earlier, and shooting kids up over sneakers and, and over foolishness, girlfriends, and, and it's sad the way the world is getting dark. But the darker that the world gets, the light is going to expose and make manifest, and there's going to be a drawing to the light. And uh, ultimately, we're going to see here that any light that we have in our lives it comes from, is derived from Christ. He is the one that ultimately uh, people should be looking to, looking at, looking for. But a lot of times, and I'm going to show you this here, people are going to see him in you. And it's our job as saints of God to do the best that we can to reflect him in the world and allow people to see that there is a newness of life that he's bringing forth in our lives. John chapter 1 says this, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was what? This is the key. We have to realize when we look, when we open this Bible and we read the Gospels and we see the life of Christ and we see him walking upon the face of the earth. We see him, we read about him healing the sick, casting out devils, proclaiming the truth of God, his father's word. 
We see him working righteousness, walking in holiness, loving people, rebuking and correcting people. We see him being compassionate, but yet firm. We see him being full of grace and truth as he lived in the midst of gross debauchery, ungodliness, filth, perversion, all manners of evil. We see him reflecting something that was different. And the Bible was very clear in verse 4. It says, in him was life. So when we think about Jesus, we're thinking about life being manifested. What the essence of true and life and what true life is all about. He is the essence of what true life is all about. In him was life. And the life was the what? Light of men. And so it has to be clear that the life that we're talking about is light. Life is light. His life was light. In the midst of Pharisees who dressed the part and looked the part and were very religious, but they were hypocrites. When the life came, it also brought light. It exposed and made manifest the things of darkness, even from a religious standpoint. His life was light. It exposed some of the things that were going on from a relational standpoint, from a community standpoint, from a cultural standpoint. His life was the light. It brought illumination. It brought clarity. This word here, light, it means illumination. This word means revelation. This word light. It means insight and enlightenment. When you look at Jesus' life on the pages, this is what you see. This is, the, this is what the Father was really after. And let me say this to you. And when you're looking at your life, you always have to measure it by His life. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Who did this person over here? How the, we, we all are measuring ourselves by Him. By him. What is he? And let me say this to you. And I'm going to say this. A lot of times we think, well, if I measure myself by Christ. No, measuring yourself by Christ is way harder than measuring yourself by your neighbor. Because he is perfectly perfect. And that same life, and we're going to see that same life, which was light. Now, he infuses within our very being that we might reflect him. Now, all of us are going through the sanctification process. All of us are not perfect yet, but all of us should be on the potter's wheel, amen, to allow God to perfect us so that the life becomes light in us and it makes manifest, ultimately, the things of darkness. This word here means illumination, revelation, insight, enlightenment. And I like this. It says, meaning moral and spiritual light. And knowledge, which enlightens the mind, soul, or conscience. So his light, or his life, it it caused people's minds to be changed. And this is what it should do in our lives. When he gets into our lives, and he comes into and dwells in our hearts by faith, it's to cause our, our mind to change. We should start to see things and view things differently. Why? Because the light has hit us and the light has taken up residence within us through Jesus Christ. 
He says, enlightens the mind, he says, soul or conscience. I think this is one of the things that happens when we give our life to Christ and we really start walking with him and walking in the light is that God awakens our conscience. And I say this and I say it often. One of the things that we want to have as a church is a healthy conscience. We want our conscience to get to us before the Holy Spirit does. Can I have an amen? And your, your conscience is, is, is when you learn to do con with knowledge. When you do things with knowledge. When you're, 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 your conscience is awakened and it's healthy. And it will accuse or excuse you before the Holy Spirit even gets to you. Have you ever been speeding down the road? Am I the only one in this room? And, and, and you know you're wrong because you're looking out for the popo. You got your foot on again. But when you know you're driving the speed limit, you're not looking around. Why? Your conscience is excusing you. You're good. But when you step over a line, your conscience, it it accuses you and causes you to say, man. And that's like the, the yellow light within you. It's built into you. It's in you. Your conscience won't let you sleep. And you, man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have did that. What is that? And then, and then if we begin to continue to override our conscience, that's when the Holy Spirit gets involved and starts convicting us. Can I have an amen? Well, what happens is when, when that light really hits your soul, it awakens your conscience. So now you don't have to have your prayer partner and your accountability partner and everybody else chasing you around to figure out what you're doing. Something in you says, man, you know what? Man, man, my conscience won't let me sleep, man. man I, can't, I, can't, I can't live like this, man. I can't do this. Man, something's not right. Man, I shouldn't have been speeding, man. I was wrong. Lord, forgive me, man. I shouldn't have said that to my wife, man. Why'd I say that? I was trying to be tough. When I walked away, my conscience got me. Do I have any witnesses in this place? Say, that's a good thing. Stop resisting and feeling that you're wrong because your conscience. Light has illuminated your conscience. And some of us, we remember when we first got saved. When you first got saved. And before you got saved, you all kinds of stuff. But then all of a sudden, one little thing, one little mean look. Lord, please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. What I'm saying to you is, enjoy how God enlightens your conscience. It's a sign that light has hit you. It enlightens the mind, soul, or conscience. Now watch this. Includes also the idea of moral goodness. Purity and holiness. Saints, holiness is not wrong. It is a good thing. And I think what happens for a lot of people, they think that, you know, and it just, and I'll say this to you, and I've heard this, and I, it just kind of makes me chuckle because it really, to me, is a sign that people don't read their Bibles. You know, come on, man. I mean, people get mad at rules. 
I mean, and I'm saying to myself, and I just want to say this from a biblical standpoint because we're going to see this. This is what God does within our lives. He helps to create healthy boundaries that are going to keep us from filth and perversion so we don't get ourselves all wrapped up in stuff that we regret now and on the altar praying about. And I think what happens is we got to stop, stop getting mad at that. It's a blessing that God says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That's a rule. So just do it. And he'll empower you to do it. I know the, the ladies is amen. But it also says, wives, submit to your husbands just as where y'all what? Look at your neighbor and say, just do it. Because <laughs> the ladies was up in here, up in here. What I'm saying is, these are things that are created within the mind of God that are going to help us to get in the path. When the Bible tells our children to, sub- to submit to us as parents so that it might be well with them and to honor us, that's God's idea. Flee fornication is God's idea. All that stuff is God's idea. And what our job is just to enforce God's idea, amen, and say, God, thank you that you've given me some boundaries that are going to help me to stay in the right, in the right vein with you. And when the Bible tells us to do things like to, uh, you know, when we're on our jobs, to work as unto the Lord, he's telling us to do that. Why? Because he's watching. And what he does is he turns around and he blesses us even when it seems like we shouldn't get blessed. Just because God has boundaries or rules or whatever you want to call it, is there to help us not to hurt us, amen? And I know, truth be told, if we all look back, we can see in areas in our lives where if we just had to listen to the Word of God. And let me say this, stop blaming me. I didn't write this, man. I'm just trying to enforce it and declare it so that we can be blessed, amen, and continue to walk in the light. Includes also the idea of moral goodness, purity, and holiness. And of, now watch this, consequent reward and happiness. This is what life the life when it gets into our spirit, it brings reward and then ultimately it'll bring a happiness into our lives that all of us, truth be told, are really, really looking for. This is what Jesus, he does. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Illumination. Revelation, insight, clarity, moral excellence, conscience being awakened. All these things that we've talked about. This was wrapped up in him and it's wrapped up in him. It's what he brings you. It's what he gives you. It's what he's trying to convey to you and I. Why? That we might have reward and we might have happiness in our life. That we might enjoy our lives. Look at your neighbor and say, enjoy your life. That you might enjoy your life. Well, this comes when we allow the light to hit us and we learn to embrace the light and walk in the light, even as he is in the light. Amen. But it doesn't stop there. And I like this. It says in verse five, and the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not what comprehend it. And this is what happens with us. 
When we first give our lives to Christ, I think this is what happens. Walking with Christ, displaying his lifestyle, having him come into our lives and invade our space, amen, get into our heart and our mind and start dealing with us. There's a time when it feels feels uncomfortable. We don't necessarily understand and comprehend it, but we're going through this uh, metamorphosis. We're going being changed from the inside out, and his life is manifesting itself in us. And his life is becoming more and more real to us. You're starting to smile when you used to didn't smile. You're starting to have joy when you did not used to have joy. You're starting to have peace in your life. You, you stopped cussing people out. You stopped yelling all the time at the kids. You stopped kicking the dog. You start liking butterflies and trees and can I have an amen? You're looking at stuff and saying, whoa, hey, you're, you get your illumination has hit you now. You're looking at the snow and saying, oh, look at God's wonder and mountains. And you used to drive down the mountain every day on the way to work. Now you can see the mountain. Oh, God's handiwork and God is in there and God spoken into existence. And you're looking at the sun and the moon and the star. Can I have an amen? It's illumination. And at first you don't comprehend it, but yet you're going through this process. We're going through this process. Why? Because light has hit our soul through Jesus Christ. And what does God cause us to do? He calls us now, and we're going to see this through the life of John. He causes us to not only to be receivers of light, to embrace the light, but we become witnesses and we bear witness. Watch this. This is powerful. Look at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a what? Witness to bear what? Witness of the light that all through him, he says, might believe. I love this. He says here in verse 7, this man came for a witness, for a witness, He's testifying of that which he's experienced and that which he knows. And it's the same thing for us. We are called to be witnesses. We're called to be witnesses. We're called to share that which we know, that which we have experienced. And I think it's important for us that we we get out of just trying to get people to find out who we are and learn to start teaching people about who he is. I think this is a major problem. When we have insecurity issues, when we have issues even in our relationship with God, we start going around trying to prove who we are instead of declaring who he is. And I think this is important for all of us. Get out of the rat race of trying to prove yourself and, and trying to, you know, show everybody. I mean, this stuff is crazy. Now, there, I want to make sure we don't go too far. We want to represent ourselves and represent our families and those things correctly. But I think what happens is people, because of insecurity, they walk around and they continually think that they have to prove something. To, like the, listen, let me say this. The church doesn't have to prove anything to the world. We got what the world needs. Can I have an amen? And so for us, it's important that we really grasp, grasp this. This is important. This man came for a witness, and then like what he says here, to bear witness of the light. He's not bearing witness of himself. He's bearing witness of the light 
which was the life that was in Jesus Christ. And it's our job to help people to understand you want life is found in Jesus. You want a better marriage is found in Jesus. You want your sins forgiven is found in Jesus. You want healing in your body is found in Jesus. You want to know how to raise your kids is found in Jesus. You want to know how to be a good husband found in Jesus. You want to know how to be a good wife it's all in Jesus. You want to know how to do your business and handle your business it's all found in Jesus. It's in Jesus. Can I have an amen? We got to get out of this mindset that is Jesus and that and this is Jesus. It's all in him. And it's our job to bear witness of that light. To bear witness of that light. He says, and that all through him might believe. Look at verse 8. It says, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of, and I like what it says, that light. That light. I love John. He's trying to convey that there's different kinds of light, but this is that light. He's bearing witness of this light. It's different. It's not foggy. It's not defiled or diffused. It's pure in its essence. And for us, it's the same thing. We want to bear witness of that light. We want people to know who Jesus really is because there's a lot of other Jesuses being preached. A lot of other Jesuses being talked about. A lot of other Jesuses being made. And the devil has been very crafty of making this Jesus. That's not the real Jesus. And the Bible says that that would happen. And for us, we want to bear witness of that light. We want people to know who he really is. And that means we've got to get into the word of God to find out who he really is. We got to dissect the Gospels. We got to get in here and figure out from the epistle standpoint what this is all about. Get into the Old Testament and and see him in those pages too. See him in the book of Genesis. See him in the book of Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and the book of Joshua. See him in the book of 1 and 2 Samuel and see him all through the Bible. Don't just see him. We got to realize that this, all this talks about him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. We got to get in here and get a glimpse of who He is in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Amen? Because He's all over the book so that we can have a, 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 a good perspective of who Jesus really is. We can't just look for Him in one passage and say, this is Him. If you just read the Scriptures that says that Jesus is a Lamb, and you camp out around that, then you're not getting the full picture of who he is. Because the Bible also says that he's a lion. He's not just full of grace. We we major on grace, and we talk about grace and grace and grace. But he's not just full of grace. He's also full of what? He's also full of truth. We got to understand that. He's just not yesterday. He's not just today. He's forevermore. He's not just in your past. He's also in your present, and he's already in your future. Do we know who Jesus really is? We got to paint a picture that's right so that when we're bearing witness, we're bearing witness to that light like John did. He was clear. He had revelation from God. It was perfectly clear to him, and he, when he saw him on the scene, he said, that's him. He's the one I've been telling you about. Then it's the same thing. We gotta, it's not about me, it's about him. I've been born to lead you to him. This is what John the Baptist was talking about. 
My job is to decrease. When he comes on the scene, he's got to increase and I've got to decrease in your life. And this is what happens to us. Out of insecurity, a lot of times people draw people to themselves. Start pointing people to Jesus. Let them get a glimpse of Jesus. But help them to understand the value of getting in the Word and really understanding who Jesus is. Because there's a lot of other Jesuses out there that aren't the true and the living God. Can I have an amen? Look what he says in verse 7 and 8. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light, now watch this, to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.